0: and sharing unforgettable
1: moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little
0: idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the anchor.fm to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is the final cast segment of the podcast. And as always, we are your hosts. I'm Justin.
1: And I'm Josh.
0: Today we're going to be reviewing some products by Gearkeeper, as well as Josh and I are going to review a couple of our favorite products to use on the water and what we like or and or don't like about them. So. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background to the Gearkeepers Keepers company, um, just so you know who they are and where they're from. Uh, the company was started by two friends, Ken Collins and John Salentine, or Salentine, back in the 90s. They were two friends that enjoyed scuba diving in their free time, and they wanted to develop a product for themselves they didn't have the intention of selling this right away Uh, they wanted to develop a product that would help keep their diving computers and their flashlights and other small equipment like that abrasion free when they would go on dives Uh, and their their idea developed from a very simple idea the the keychain which we all know how popular the keychain is. Everybody owns one of those. But instead of, you know, hanging keys on your belt, you would hang gear. So, uh, again, they wanted to avoid or have something that could withstand the harsh conditions of the heat, the salt water, the banging against the rocks. Uh, They were using stuff like lanyards, stuff that was not hands-free, so over the course of a couple of years they developed some prototypes and eventually developed what was called the RT1 which could withstand those conditions but also uh, clean itself by uh, flushing out the sand and the debris. Um, eventually they had to establish a place where they could produce more of their product. Um, so they established themselves and Santa Barbara, California, where they eventually developed the RT-2, which is a mini retractor, and the RT-3, which is a locking retractor. Uh, They quit their jobs to do this and worked 24-7 around the clock, living with with each other and living with their pets. I think it even said that they showered at a nearby gym that uh, they belonged to and just fully dedicated themselves to it in 1999 they had to expand once again because of the growing area and the growing cost of the bay area and they now reside in ventura california where they are still producing these products nice. so there's that to give you a little idea of where Gearkeeper comes from um, i don't know if you were on the website josh did you get a chance to check out their site
1: uh-huh. A little bit. Um, I just kind of breezed through it real quick, so I didn't get a lot of information like to kind of retain for the podcast. But you know, they I like how they offer like a lot of different options. You know, um, the quality product looks really nice. Um, I wish I had a little bit longer to test with it, you know. So, but you could go ahead and. No, it's fine. Uh, I was just going to say,
0: yeah, I was on their, I guess to add to this little background, they eventually uh, started to develop products for uh, all kinds of different fields. They now have fire and rescue products. Nice. They have military, trucking, they still have their scuba diving products, fly fishing, Which I'll get back to in a moment. Black fishing on there, um, as well as hunting. So they cover our, they cover all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, but that's like.
1: That's what I found really cool about it. Like they they didn't limit themselves just to the fishing industry. You know, they. I mean, obviously the idea when you look at the design of the product, you can see the scuba sense of it like you know the diving aspect to it even with like the ones we got you know because I was a little not bothered by I was kind of confused at first when I saw them because I saw how they strapped but once I learned that you know this is a scuba application originally then I understood you know this is stuff you could strap to your arm your wrist you know your ankle real easily and you know it's, it's there it's not on a lanyard where it's floating around in the water or anything weird like that so yeah if that's if that's what they're talking about that lanyard style you know where it just hangs yep i'm not i'm assuming cuz i think if i remember correctly just seeing diving videos in the past a lot of times you would see like, um, like you know, specifically some
0: specifically stuff that was looped around their wrist
1: yeah and, and if it's that'll be free. For other
0: stuff it just bang against whatever yeah no, go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into, like, a first impression. I received two two of these different products here. Um, let's just go over the packaging. I, I really like the packaging. It doesn't yeah. seem like, I mean, it's clear that these guys have been doing this for several years. It's It's not something that gives off the vibe that, oh, we are, you know, just starting up. Uh, i guess you could still consider it a small company i have actually never at least to the best of my knowledge ever used a gear gear keeper product unless it was something that i just didn't pay attention to uh i have used quite a bit of retractors in my life i mean we all we all have but nothing that i specifically remember about gear keeper uh but if you can if you're watching uh here's the packages Uh, I, I really like it. It's a professional package. Everything is uh, is vibrant. It's got a bright yellow, so it'll get your attention. It's very clear. Everything you need to know about this product is right here on this package, which I love about it. Not only that, but it comes with the uh, easy open package to where, you know, if you're checking this out at the store, you can get your hands on it, which who doesn't like to put their hands on a uh, right. product before they buy it? Right, like there's nothing
1: out. more. There's nothing yeah. more frustrating about the using scissors to open that stuff. <laughs> yep. So this
0: this is the way to go if you can help it. I know it's not.
1: There's other things
0: you have to worry about with this coming from loss prevention. I know this is an easy way for theft, but depending on where you're distributing to, um, this is the way to go because it's going to get people. Uh, more so if you can put it in their hands, that's you're more likely to sell. Wow. so thumbs up on that but back to back to everything that's on this package there's illustrations it shows you exactly what you should be getting just in case it's been swapped out for something else plain as day on top gear keepers eh, the name's okay i'm not you know 100 percent impressed with that name seems kind of generic but i'm not picky on names it's going to come down to the product and what you, you're putting in my hands right um got a cool logo it's got the fist with the thunderbolt in it almost has to say nothing's gonna get lost everything's gonna be right here uh, and then the name of the products which is very clear this is the super zinger and this one over here is the locking net retractor so these pro all these products doesn't matter what industry you're buying for on their site they all come with a couple different options so this super zinger here comes with three different options And you can get the snap clip which is exactly what it sounds like it's something that you can it'll it'll have a clip on the top you just snap it on whatever what you want to use it on um, and it'll attach to whatever it is that way you have the threaded stud which is what this one is and basically it comes with the item itself and then you have this little it's almost like a nail that's threaded and on the back of this is the hole put it in there screw it in my impression of this this is this is the part i don't like on this threaded stud so i know somebody that had this product who also tested it out and there's broke because they tightened down too tight on this thread you have to be very careful it's fragile you know you can easily overlap these threads and you can easily tighten down too much it's almost like one or two turns and you're down there as tight as it's going to go yeah. And you want to stop there. But you can push this up through the straps on your life vest. You can push this through even a seat belt, I want to say. <clears throat> um, but it just didn't feel like it was in there. I mean, I popped it up through my, my uh, PDF strap. And it, and it seemed yeah. to work just fine. It didn't go anywhere. But just me playing around with the product if I was to open this up and not not be able to use it right away. Um, I would want something I could tighten down a little harder on. But, again, not not necessarily a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, but that I would say that's something that, that that there's room for improvement there. I mean, I could fit three of my straps on my life that's stacked on top of one another, and it, it leaves probably a half-inch gap. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. There's about a half-inch gap there. So if you're just putting it up through one one strap, it's just kind of swinging. Yeah. And it's not like pressed against it to where it's just going to feel like it's a part of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, when you first pull it out of the package, you do what anybody and their mom would do. And you're going to pull on the retractor, right? Yeah. So pull on the retractor. You want to know, if you're buying a retractor product, you've probably owned one in the past that has broken or went saggy and didn't want to yeah. go back up all the way. Uh, so, let me let me pull up this here. They tell you, after they tell you what option you're getting and the brand and all that, this one says strong. It says 50-pound brake strength, Spectra Nylon line. Okay. And I can feel that. When you pull this, it's definitely pulling back in the other direction. This is a strong retractor. This is the small one, too. This thing only ends up coming to... And this is the super zinger it's about an inch and a half for the biggest part of it with the little dangly part where you put your keys or whatever it is that you want to put on here because it's got yeah. multiple purposes even if you buy it for out of the fly fishing area i mean these are retractors you could put anything on these if you don't buy it for specifically that but even with the key ring on the bottom which does detach it's got just a little clip you squeeze the sides and the pop. if you've got this Attached to something that uh, you don't want to you don't want to undo the thread or the clip or whatever that just pops off Um, It only comes to three inches all together So perfect if you want to put it on a PDF Yeah, again, I'm convinced you know, I'll sit here one of the tests I put it through was just sat here and just went back and forth over and over and over and over over again And it keeps retracting, you know Yeah, I think I think I read somewhere I could be wrong about this, that they put it through a test where you can get a a million poles out of it. I could be wrong about that, but I thought I saw that somewhere. Anyways, tells you it also goes to a three-foot extension, saltwater resistant. Uh, Everything you need to know as far as the quality guarantee, they give you 30 days after a purchase to return, which is plenty of time. I thought that was a pretty good return policy. Uh, Turn it over to the back. Shows you the three options that you could have gotten. Um, The specifications. It's stainless steel spring and hardware. 36-inch extension. 2.5 ounces. Retraction force. 50-pound brake strength. I mean, everything is clear as day. You can do all the research that you would do on any given site. It's right here on this package. Yeah. So, thumbs up on that. only thing I have to say about this small one here or actually we'll just say anything that's got the threaded stud um, I wish was a little different that's not my first option anyways this is just the one I received if I had my way I would probably go with the clip or like this other this other one here this is now this is a strong retractor okay again this is the locking net retractor I guess I should give you a chance if you want to chime in at all before another rant because I have something to say about this this locking net retractor.
1: Okay. Um, My favorite one. I have the same ones you did. I got the the large the large uh, net retractor and then the small um, one as well. Okay. And I was really excited about the small one um, because of I happen to have a whistle. You know, I always carry a whistle with me and it's on just your regular like neck lanyard style and i don't like wearing things around my neck so that thing is tucked away in my pocket like with the lanyard and everything and it's just i don't like it being there it's not easily accessible in case there is a you know i have a safety emergency or something to that nature that it's just it's not it's not readily available when you would probably need it the most obviously right right I was excited when I saw the screw, the screw mount, or whatever you want to call it. The, that because on my PFD, I have a tab, a little yeah. small tab right here, and it's got two yeah. holes.
0: I was wondering, and I was
1: like, ones. I was like, perfect, that's perfect. But, like, you, I'm agreeing with you, my con- I was pro for that, but the con was that like you said, I could tell if I tightened that thing any further down that there was the potential to break it. I didn't push the limit on it, but because those tabs on our PFDs are so thin that, you know, it had that same effect that you're talking about where you pushed it through your strap and your strap is obviously a lot thicker than those little nylon, whatever that material is on your vest that it's just way, way thin. So
0: depending on what you're putting it against or like you're talking it's more prone that way if it's just dangling and swinging
1: it's more prone yeah. to
0: making noise too and yeah. you said that that little tab that you have is plastic right
1: um it's it's not hard plastic it's actually it's it's the same material as the pfd but it's that outer layer that that cloth like you know the water waterproof i might be thinking cloth. of
0: something else then you, have you ever seen a life vest and it's got like a little square on it like a plastic yeah. square what is that? Yeah. For? I've never
1: uh, I put it on. It's meant for a knife, for your knife. Uh, so, where you have the, uh, that's why I have mine on mine, but I accidentally didn't think about it. And I put mine on with the handle facing up. Well, I got a giant NRS pilot knife and I didn't realize how big the knife was. So, that thing sticks straight up in my face constantly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I see pictures of
0: you occasionally. And like the other day, you went live on Facebook and First thing yeah. I saw was this big knife sticking out, and I was thinking, "Isn't that going to smack him in the face?"
1: It, it does, and so. it, it's horrible because that <laughs> the the, cl- the the clamp for it is so wide that it I could barely get it in, and now I can't get it out to flip it around because you know I what it, wanted... like?
0: it. Sounds like a good opportunity for a knife review,
1: <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I should have gotten the smaller version, <laughs> man. The knife's great; it was just that thing was so. Sp- It fits so tight. I was laughing. I was talking to Jared when we had the meetup and I'm like, Hey man, uh, I need some help. He's like, what's that? I was like, I need to try to flip this knife. Uh, it's smacking me in the face and, but yeah, it's off subject, but I mean, you did inspire me
0: to put a a knife on my vest, but yeah, we will get to that another time.
1: (laughs) But, uh, so I was really excited about that stud mount because I was like, that's perfect. That'll fit tight on there. I don't really care if it's dangling too much. That wasn't really the issue. Um, I do like the concept as I think about that with yours, um, with the clip. Yeah. The clip was probably going to keep everything more flush. And the only thing that's going to be kind of moving around is, and it wouldn't be for the application. I was going to put my whistle on it, you know? And that's what I ended up doing. And, so it it moves a lot because that little uh tab that's on my PFD it, it moves under the weight of the um of the gear keeper itself and the whistle attached to it. So right. it's a little obnoxious in that sense but um I, like I said it, with it not being clamped or twisted down tight it makes it even worse. It makes it even more floppy. But I like the concept. I just I think it could be improved on it, obviously. Um Maybe with a shorter stud, maybe a wider screw, and a stud smaller so, you know, you get it tight and Absolutely. it's not, yeah, not sticking. It, it might have a purpose, though, with what they're doing, with yeah, what true. its original tension is.
0: And, again, this isn't something that, like, failed on me. It's just a personal thing where I, I'm feeling like I just don't like the appearance of it, uh, of just the way that works. Um, again, it's just something in my mind. It doesn't mean it's, it's bad doesn't mean it's going to fail. It was just preference, something I'm pointing out. Also, the fact that if you do get this product, um, be sure not to tighten it down too much. Again, because I I know somebody who wasn't uh, very light with their fingers and tightened it down too much. You don't need to go that tight. It will stay, but there's broke. So you just want to kind of tighten to where you feel it. Stop going with like a light screw and just stop there. Yeah. So, yeah. Very low profile, other than that, very strong nylon rope. If you have owned any retractors in the past, you know there are some very, very cheap filling retractors, and yeah. they have the thinnest. I'm going to get into another product later, which is actually my favorite product to use on the water, because I use it third most, uh, by preference, other than a paddle, a fish finder, and the kayak itself. Yeah. Um, I use this for... It's the next thing in line after that stuff, and it's got a very thin, I hate, that's the one thing I hate about it, but we'll get into that. Let me move right over into this uh, locking net retractor and how I felt about this one. I was kind of excited when I received it. This is, uh, again, locking net retractor. This is the one with the Velcro strap mount. So, pretty, pretty basic idea here. You've seen other products like this. Uh, You can wrap it around. You can. The the product itself is uh, about two and a half inches, and then with the extension for whatever you're going to attach to it, it goes down to five inches. Uh, Minus the strap on the top, you just undo it. You can put it around a bar. You can wrap it around so many different things. First thing I thought about was wrapping around my uh, my seat, my Jackson, the bars that make up the seat. Mm -hmm. so that was one place that i uh ended up putting it for the day i didn't use it because uh it didn't work for you know it says locking net retractor and i'm thinking this is before i did any research on the product i just received it it was the first impression i'm thinking how am i going to make this work uh that would be cool i don't have a leash on my net however i do have I rigged up a pool noodle on it to where it floats. Good enough. I've never been a guy that, that has been sold on the real expensive nets just yet. I don't feel like I need that. Especially the ones where that you can rest, rest it on your forearm or whatever. I mean, I'm not yeah. pulling out 12 and 15-pound fish. I don't need my forearm. I've been able to pull fish out of the water with a garage sale net that I paid $2 for, and I got a couple of them out there. Yeah. 10, bu- Ten bucks investment in all of my nets i got a few nets. Anyways, I put my my net inside of my flush rod mount on the back of my kayak. It's right there. It's been the easiest spot for me, other than it being in front of me, which I don't like it being in front of me because then the net's in the way, and I don't want to get hung up on the net. The next easiest spot is right there behind the seat in the flush rod holder. So I'm thinking if I – you know, the picture's got a net, and it's got it attached to the very end of the net. As a way of saying, you know, it, it can just dangle there, and I'm thinking immediately this is something that I could probably use on my waders. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I wade fished, but this this Velcro strap can go right up through the little plastic straps on my um, on my waders. Also, if this had the threaded threaded stud mount, uh, I could push it through the straps on my waders. And if it had the clip, I'm sure there's a way to clip it to my waders. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple pictures where somebody had it uh, out of the way, not even right there in front of them, which right here on the chest would be fine, even though this is a little bit big of a product to have it right in the front of you. Not to mention it does have a 50-pound, I think it's a, I mean, this is a strong retractor. Like, you pull this, and it's it's almost slipping out of your hands if you don't have a good grip on it. It's coming back. Yeah. it'll snap. If you let this go, it might even crack the plastic on this. I mean, this is a yeah. strong nylon. This thing is thick. It looks like giant braid. It's all pulling straight back. Again, it's got the quick release clip on there for whatever you want to put. But I wouldn't doubt, I didn't get a chance to do this before we started the podcast, but I was going to put the catch board on the end of this. And I was gonna pull the catchboard down and see if it pulled it up. I bet you this would pull the catchboard up. Really? I, yeah, I have yet to test that. But I did see somebody who attached it to the back of them, and the the net was basically this is somebody that was waiting in the water. Net was dangling on their back, and then you know when they needed, they just reach behind them and grab it, pull it up and use it, and you can you can let go, which is something they mentioned in their mm. about me section on the website where. They just want you to be able to use your products, attach it, and let go. Yeah. And, it, and it'd be secure. That's the whole point behind this. Is just hands-free, not have to worry about it, and it'd be safe. Right here on this product. Uh, so, after I got on the website and looked, I, I found out that they're specifically, you know, we're kayak anglers. We're in kayaks. We are kind of separate from fly fishing but i've seen that it was more geared towards specifically fly fishing as their category on their website
1: yeah and
0: all their illustrations have to do with fly fishing so that explained that not that it doesn't have a use not that i couldn't find it having a use uh there are some retractable products i believe yak attack has one that attaches to the gear track i forget (laughs) what people were putting on that do you remember what people were putting on that
1: Um, I, to be honest, dude, I haven't seen too many people utilize that. Um, so it's been a long time. So I couldn't really recall. Um, like I, uh, thought about it with my net also. And I didn't like, I don't like my, I don't want my net tethered at all because I, you know, if you go to land a fish, you don't know what side of the boat that's going to end up being. And if you have something that's mounted to one side, and then you're trying to reach across, and you've got that tether across your body. I hooks just
0: and line, and it's just yeah. one more thing to get tangled up.
1: Yeah. And that's, um, and, and, you know, and it's so taut, like it's not like it's free flowing. That thing's going to be like where it's mounting. And if I, I thought about mounting it to the bottom of my seat on the rail, like on the bar of your seat, yeah. I'm like, man, that just be across your legs. It would just, it, to me it didn't have a good application in regards to kayak fishing as attaching your net. Right. With that being said though, I thought about it with the catchboard. and like I was, or like, you know, or, or hog trough, whatever, uh, probably catchboard though, because the catchboard, I'd be afraid to somehow try to feed, uh, like that key style ring onto a hog trough as flimsy as that plastic is. True. So with the catchboard though I was like that that would be a good application to keep your catchboard tethered. I still thought about though in the back of my mind the whole time of that tether being around your legs, you know what I mean when you bring that board out in front of you and you're trying to take pictures. It is strong. So I'm sitting there thinking in my head too, wouldn't it be a bummer that you've got that thing you might have to pin your foot down on your catchboard and uh, you know pulls what I mean? Off of your
0: lap or something, or pulls it as yeah, yeah. you're trying to measure a fish. Pulls it away from the fish. I mean, this has a 12 yeah. ounce retraction force.
1: Yeah.
0: And it. I it's... mean, the, the line is 80 pounds as well, nylon spectra line. But a 12 ounce. I know that's kind of hard to imagine because we we don't. You know we don't play with retractors every day and say oh that's a five ounce retractor. This is a strong,
1: strong product
0: though. I mean, trust me.
1: Yeah. That's what I, you know, so in, in a sense, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to probably successfully have an application for that with something that big like that. Um, now, it has the capability of locking, right?
0: Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to get into so that if you are, again, taking your weight, you have your waders on, you have everything all geared up and you're pushing through brush or you're crawling through the woods or something, it's not going to pull... Uh, your products aren't going to get stuck on something and then just pull. It's going to be locked, so that it avoids tangling and avoids uh, getting stuck on limbs and stuff.
1: Now it can lock pulled out too, right?
0: Uh, let me try that real quick. Actually, yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah. It does lock so, while it's so? I mean, um, so that that would make it I, and it makes it a little bit better in my opinion for like you know use it for a catchboard. personally with the net i would i i will i will never uh strap the net down it's just it doesn't make sense to me to be able to do that so um yeah. you know i've lost a net before you were there when i did it and it stunk but really it's no big deal i spent like 15 bucks on it i went and bought basically the same similar style net another 15 bucks no big deal um you didn't have anything so, on that
0: would make it float either
1: no and yeah that's yeah um i've been toying around the idea trying to figure out something to make it um make it float uh i put mine in my rod holder one of the rod holders that came with our boats um not the tube style but that smaller one that we have that's kind of it kind of turns and locks in place almost meant for trolling yeah, I use that on that on that rail that we have on the Acusa that goes from side to side right behind the seat, and that's okay. where I put my net up. And um, I think I should start kind of trying to utilize it more in my um, recessed rod holder. That's you know molded into the boat. Um, yeah. It's just that I use a short handle style trout net. Uh-huh. Um, I love those nets, that style of net because it's compact and that. That coating is really nice. Your lures don't get stuck on it, but the handle is super, super short on it. So, it wouldn't take much for a tree branch to hook that net and pull it out. When I have it in that rod holder that's behind me, it's more inside the boat. So, if I'm going to hit that net against a tree branch, I'm probably going to get in the tree branch before the net. You know what I mean? True. So... That's, I, I wouldn't use it for a net, but I really liked what you were pointing out um, with the fly fishing aspect. I, I, I wade fish a lot, especially in the springtime, and I will definitely probably utilize that. Um, a lot of times I don't carry a net because it's so kind of bulky and I don't want to put it in my pack or like stuff it in the pack. I have a buddy who has like a one of those fancy wooden trout nets, you know, that fly fishermen get. And yes. he, he has his on his uh, back, but a lot of times he has to try to take it out of what, whatever sleeve is holding it. So that would be nice. That would be really easy to be able to grab and let go when you're finished and it, and, you know, and it gets behind you. And you can put that even up like higher on your backpack because of the strap system. You, know, you don't have to have it dangling. Because I, like, I don't like the idea of having a net that's dangling uh, like at the backside of my legs. So I would probably utilize some a point to mount that, like, you know, those straps on maybe the top part of the backpack or whatever. I happen to have like a, um, it's like a day pack. I think it's technically just a regular school bag almost, but North Face made it. So they have a lot of straps that almost look like climbing strap loops built into the pack itself. So those would be perfect mounting points to be able to put that net on. And, you know, they're up on top and everything. so. Yeah, you might want to point your
0: buddy in this direction right here. That's what he wants. <laughs> Lightweight one. and He wants to keep it on his back, not in a sleeve. This, right. this bigger one, you would, feel, you would feel it dangling there. Yeah. I believe. But if you had this small one, I didn't even notice when I put it on my vest. And it was right in front of me, right here yeah. on the shoulder. Um, this would be the way to go. This one is, uh, like I said, 2.5 ounces. So.
1: Would you end up attaching to the small one?
0: nothing i just put yep. it on there to see location uh i checked out to see how the threaded stud mount worked i moved it around in a couple different locations worked just fine poked right through whatever i wanted it to poke through um but yeah i really didn't have something i didn't want to put a whistle on it i mean you can put a whistle on this Mm -hmm. it's kind of overkill even with the real cheap ones the real cheaper tractors was which i have my whistle on it's just fine because it doesn't nothing is there to make it sag yeah um but i really i had something it's my favorite product that i wanted to put on this but the fact that it if i wasn't using that product and i had something else to go on here i would totally utilize it for that but because the product made it hard that if the retractor breaks, then you can't attach it to anything. Right. That's the one flaw it has, and we'll get into that. But I wanted to put that on here so bad because it's such a better retractor. Again, mm-hmm. there's there's other products that other people use. There are, are needle-nose pliers. There are knives where, that, are, that are already secured, but you might want to put this on the top just in case you drop your knife. There's yeah. a lot of uses for this. It's just... The one use I wanted it for, I didn't have, at least right away. I mean, I can imagine me getting a different PDF, switching some things around. Maybe I'll take my whistle off uh, and put that on my zipper. I know some people put that on their zipper. Mm -hmm. But I can see leaving, just putting this on and leaving it until I find a reason to use something for it. Yeah. Because this is a great retractor. This is a reliable retractor, and that's exactly what you want. Yeah. So, but going back to the net, it's actually the net that I have hanging up here in the back, real small one. Uh, when I was waiting, it's got a strong, it's got a, a like a, a stretchy string at the end of it mm-hmm. uh, that you can do whatever you want with. I was tying that on my strap up here close to my my chest and letting it dangle, and it was kind of getting in the way. But yeah, with that I would totally. Uh, like to keep that take take that stretchy rope off of there uh, and add something that's just going to keep it up and tight until I'm ready to use it because it was getting wrapped around my legs at some point, especially yeah. when you're in flowing water. Uh, it's going downstream a little bit, if it, you know, so yeah, but yeah. I, I sometimes carry one of those small ones as well, and, and if I had the ability, I don't remember the last time I went waiting. But,
1: uh, <laughs> I think next we should time I, get out and do it, man. Yeah, we
0: should. I was actually thinking about it since I had to, uh, had some downtime in my, my kayak had some downtime with, uh, getting a new boat ordered. I yeah. was thinking about taking it back to my roots and going out there and wading in a couple spots that I actually don't think I can take a kayak to anymore, but I haven't been since I, I used to wade.
1: Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, yeah. Uh, do you find yourself using these for anything in the future? Are you going to keep them handy? Are you going to give them oh, away? Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, um, I, think, I think I could come up with some uses for it. I think, the, like I said, with the large one, um, with what I would use it for in the boat, what came to my mind was a net and the measuring board, a catch board. I don't even have a catch board, but I, as strong as that thing is, I'm like, good Lord. like, And I don't like the fact of having it um having it be loose that's a really thin wire and i could see that thing getting wrapped up and just a lot of stuff very easily which wire i thought uh the wire on the retractables on the large one it's just a thin wire as strong as it is it's awesome the the strength of it's spectacular man there's no doubt about it but because it's thin To me, it would just be able to to grab onto a lot of stuff. Because sometimes I I wear wading boots when we fish in our kayaks a lot because I like to get out. Yeah. And I have that style of – this is just what was, like, popping in my head. I'm like, that looks like it could get around that little loop section where you tighten your boots. It's not actually goes through the eyelet, but it's, like, that little bent tab that's on your boots, right, that you kind of go through and tighten and and tighten. So – I thought about that catching really easy on my boots like that, like and so it just it would pre- to me it would present problems in that scenario. So, but the fly fishing aspect about attaching a net to my backpack, dude, I was like that that's a winner, completely a winner in my book, and that's yeah. what I'll use it for. But um, the small one. Like I said, if there was just an improvement, I I like it for the whistle. I would have, there's other stuff I could probably attach to it, like um, my fish grips. I have fish grips. I have actually a spot in my uh, PFD that it fits perfectly. Uh, Like if it's got a pocket and it's even got like a strap that goes over it, but it would be nice to have that extra little bit of security that that thing's tethered. And that would be easily where I wouldn't be bothered by it. You're going to use it, get rid of it, it's going to pop back up here, you know? Um, and then I can store, you know, stow away my fish grips back in the pocket and snap it down when I'm, you know, when I'm done. Um, cause I've lost probably three pairs of fish grips just from like (laughs) dropping them after getting fish. Your hands are slimy a little bit, especially cause a lot of times I won't use fish grips if we're catching bass. Um, you know, I, uh, but I've caught some catfish and some pike and stuff that I, you know, I utilize yeah. fish grips. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and those are the extra slimy fish by, you know, by default. So I have actually. Dropped, where
0: their their mouth clamps down super hard because sometimes those catfish just don't want to open their
1: mouth. Yeah. Something and and like I'll get, I'll, have dropped uh, two or three pairs of fish grips because my hands were, uh, you know, slimy and stuff and had them hit the edge of the boat and fall off. So, that's um, that's where I, I think I could utilize that most. I would love to have one also for my whistle. Um, the only thing is, it'd have to be a good improvement on that mounting screw, like where it's it doesn't. I mean, even if they didn't improve it to where it can screw into it, where it's more flush. You know what I mean? Well, like that I do, would a shorten
0: that stud a little bit. That's a really cheap fix to this product if they just shorten the stud.
1: Shorten it, make it a little wider. You know what I mean? So it doesn't – because that, that that thing's really thin, just a little bit wider. It doesn't have to be much because, you know, a lot of times if on those tabs, they're, they're, it's already got two holes made perfect for that. I think that's what it's made for technically is that style retractor. And um, so I could see that, you know, that would just be the only improvement. And it, I think that thing would be a, a winner for kayak fishermen, man, completely.
0: Yeah, a couple things. Uh first thing I wanna say is if you're gonna go with the catchboard, they've got that figured out. The way to go with the catchboard is you can get a tether through them. It's a coiled up tether. I don't know if you looked at their site. You can yeah. yeah. Those are actually perfect. That's the way to go with that. Uh because it doesn't actually feel like it's secured, it's loose, you can move it around, it's not gonna move on you. At the time you don't even know it's there. I keep mine underneath my seat and I move it up underneath my bungees when I travel if it's short distances. Mm -hmm. right underneath my seat i think i've got everything figured out as far as what i want to use for tethers that are in my boat i I use a lot of the coiled stuff yeah and i just got on ebay and ordered some it was like four or five dollars for a whole bunch of them like a good amount like like six or seven of them and i use those i don't know if you ever noticed there um they are orange I kind of match my kayak, and they're just dirt cheap from China. And I use them as my rod leashes, and I use them for uh, something I want to suggest to you for my fish grips. I have my—I have one attached to the gear track, actually a spot where you tighten down the seat underneath. Okay, I have it hooked in there because it comes with a little clip. And then I have that attached to the end of my fish grips because it's got that that stretchy rope with the ball on it. If you got the ones that yeah, so I attach that to that and then I put it in the little pocket in the front So it's it's free, you know, you can move it around again. It doesn't feel like it's on anything um, But it's secure. So if you want to check that out sometime, I can show you that also that's really good for uh, Throwing the fish over the boat if you put the fish grips on them wrap that wrap that rope around there instead of using yeah. a donkey leash wrap it around there and loop it over one of the handles so that it doesn't open Put yeah. that tether on there, you could toss it over the boat. And,
1: yeah, uh, that's good a idea, yes. <clears throat> but
0: I know uh, another illustration on here is some guys using them in belly boats. So that, that would be a good use yeah. for letting the net just dangle because you want it to be right there. Uh, it can just dangle in the water because it's not going to make as much noise either. Right. Uh, but that is another illustration here. Also, for these bigger ones, they do make a fourth mount. You've got the Velcro, you've got the, the clip, the threaded stud, and then they do have a bracket mount, which is like a piece of plastic that you secure to something, and then the back of it slides into it. It's almost like if you yeah. want to have this on a table, uh, in a wood shop, something like that, because like I said, it does have multiple uses, even though this, yeah. this says locking net retractor. I mean, there's a ton of uses for this. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to just have something like this just for one use. It's just impossible. But if you're going to have something like this down low in your kayak, yes, I do believe it can get tangled up in things. I don't see myself using it for that either. I don't even think I see myself using the big one in my kayak. The small one certainly. Uh, Like I said, I'm pretty content with what I have, and it was a very cheap solution Those those coiled up whatever you want to call them. They got a carabiner. Yeah, paracord. uh, um, It's got a little clip on it, and I've used this since day one. haven't lost a single thing since I've had them. So this one will be put to use somewhere else. Yeah. But heck of a product. I mean, they nailed the, the durability on this. I've never felt a retractor so strong if that says anything about it. I don't yeah. doubt anything about this. I think this retails for 24.99. 100% made in USA. That's always nice, right? I'm more willing yeah. to invest in a product uh especially at this high of a quality here made in the USA. So that's a bonus when you're when you're looking at stuff. If that means means anything yeah. to you.
1: <clears throat> the other but thing yeah. I had a kind of a question in regards to it cuz I mean obviously we yeah. haven't had these things very long. So we can't really it, the product appears durable. The material is durable. The, uh, the one thing I kind of questioned was the claim with it clearing out sand. You know, yeah, like that's, as, that's I'm that's assuming as it retracts, it's able to clear off the line itself. And the one thing I kind of had a question about, though, is like especially where, where you and I fish. Say you have that thing on your boat a lot, right? And you have it out. You happen to get it muddy, like a muddy water where it soaks into the threading. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, over time, because it may not be able to clear out that much of the mud, like actual dirt. Because sand isn't going to absorb, obviously, into the threading. I mean, it's glass, essentially. But, like, dirt particles would. I'm sure you could stain, you know, that and in, in over time, if that's sitting up inside that retractor and that spool that's in there, if that dirt would kind of be able to come off and then gunk up the inside of the spool. That would be something, though, in my opinion, that would take a long time to do. But oh, it was yeah. just a thought, a no, thought right. in my uh, head.
0: The long-term test on these things uh, has yet to be done, and I think I'll keep them handy just for that reason. I might yeah. just toss them in mud. Keep them handy, toss them in mud next time I'm – or every time I'm around – that on the river, put it in there, let it soak. Just set it in the back of my kayak for the flow, Yeah. Um, dip it in water. You know, toss it up in the air, let it fall down to the ground. I'll put this thing through a couple stress tests, and then do a follow-up. Um, you know, a handful of episodes later, I think would be a good idea. But I think, as a first impression, if you have this product in front of you and you're touching it, you're feeling it, you see the package, I think it has everything has exactly what it takes to convince you that it's a quality product
1: yeah and it is it is a quality product yeah yeah i would recommend it to anybody you know um like i said it just needs a few tweaks in my opinion on that smaller version um you know maybe if they did want to really get into the kayak version they can make it like uh, a gear track mount you (laughs) know right where it slides in those that's not a hard product to make we've seen what the gear tracks look like you know um so um you know i definitely would recommend it so there's a uh, there's a lot of good potential there to make improvements but even as the product as is it's definitely quality so
0: ken and john want a little feedback they could easily add a kayak fishing category to their website again tweak a few things like you said maybe put the option to slide it into the gear track um Maybe tone it down a little bit with the force of the retractor, make it a little more profile. I don't know. Whatever you think could could gear this more towards, and it would just be minor tree uh, tweaks. They could yeah. jump into the kayak fishing industry very yeah. easily with something like that. So, all right. Any last words to say about Gearkeeper, or should we jump into? our favorite kayak accessories and a little information about those
1: yeah yeah let's go ahead and jump into our favorites um, I'm good with that. yeah um, okay. I just kind of picked one because I, I knew we were gonna cover probably a lot with the gear keepers. so um, this is I want to say the first Yakutek, I'll go ahead and throw their name out of it, because everybody's going to know as soon as I say what it is. Yakutek product I bought, and it was actually the first accessory uh, that I actually bought, and that was the Roto-Grip um, you know, paddle mounting system. Yeah. Um, it comes in a pair, and I think it still does, right? I think it comes in a pair you of You said them.
0: it comes in a pair? No, I've always had to buy one individual Roto-Grip. Um, oh,
1: okay. $15 a piece. Yeah, they're It's a little expensive, obviously, for what it is. baseball. Uh, yeah, and you know, I I'm a big believer in Yakutak Tech products. Um, I think like 95% of the stuff, like accessory wise, that I have is from Yakutak. and I love them. Um, that thing is it's built. Uh, it's mainly plastic, um, except for I think the mounting screw that it goes on that goes through your gear track. Um, what I really enjoy about it is at first I thought it'd be kind of insecure, like not so secure. I tested the limits and inadvertently sometimes where you get up near a bank and I, I have two of them. So I have one on each side and I just lay my paddle, you know, across the whole boat. And in doing that, when I'm not paying attention, I get close to the bank, it will pop up my paddle out of one side. So when that happens, it can kind of be a little noisy in a sense, but the Roto-Grips themselves are actually, it's a quiet system. It's it's kind of rubberized. So when you actually kind of put your paddle down into them, it's fairly quiet. It's not completely dead silent. Obviously, nothing's going to be, but it it's, it's a lot more gentler than when I hear people, like, they're out fishing, they get to their spot, and boom, that paddle goes down in the – you know, some people have like have like a mounting system that's on the side of the boat, but it's all hard plastic. And you can hear that thing pop real loud into the boat yep. um, or even like with the style that I've seen guys that do it where they just use the one and they slide their net up into the um, like, you know, their not their net. I'm sorry, their paddle into the, the the paddle keeper. Like and now you've seen Jackson and Bonafide, they have that rubber piece. It's just a, like a strap almost, um, which I like a lot. And, but i have yeah. bungees and just sliding that butt like paddle up underneath that bungee kind of gets to be a little noisy too awesome. so i've never changed it but i think if my next boat has that rubberized strap i'll just utilize one roto grip with like an extension on it because um if you've ever had like use just one and try to utilize by sliding your um, paddle up in the front like that just utilize one to clip it down It is at a low angle so it comes down and it makes that paddle at least on my boat once the paddle wants to keep pulling up off the roto grip and So but I saw the attack put out somewhere that you just need to get like an extension and it raises it up I'm not sure what it is. I didn't research it very far yet. Because I'm I I'm happy with the way it's set up on my coos HD with the two of them But in the future, like, if I end up getting a boat that has that rubber piece, I think I will utilize just one in that style. So um, as far as durability, I've had them for probably three years now. And this is the first year where I've noticed them kind of messed up a little bit. And what's messed up is the pin that slides through the wheel that turns the the actual grip. Because basically it's just this little, like, rubberized kind of a thick wheel type of thing that sits down and it kind of turns as you set it down in there and it clips in. It doesn't, there's nothing that locks it or anything like that. You can pop it right out and it does a good job of what it, you know, what it's advertised as it does grip it well because of that material. But the little pin that runs through the wheel that keeps, you know, that it's mounted on, on the bracket itself is plastic. And those are starting to get, torqued a little bit you can see that they're like bent kind of mangled up so i think there definitely could be room and improvement for uh, like to redo that um that little pin itself um i i've heard like uh i think it was jay i was talking to and jay said what he ended up doing um is like getting like a lighter or something and torch torching just the very ends of it and then taking it and pressing against it so it makes like a flat surface almost like what a rivet would look like. Yeah. And that's kind of solved this problem. Cause that pin is starting to slide around on me. So like the other day I looked down and like it almost slid completely out. And so I had to push that pin back through. But I would in my opinion, I don't think that would be something that we should need to do have to do. I would think that maybe that would be something Yack Attack would look into the manufacturing and what they could add to the process of uh, assembly to kind of make an improvement or make an improvement on the actual pin itself. Maybe it'd, it'd be made out of metal or have some sort of pin, like cotter pin style on it. But I would think the cotter pin would maybe get in the way. Um, so I'll leave that to the engineers. That's what they do best. But those are just ideas i I'd throw out there. But uh, the rotogrip, though, if you were looking for a good – mounting system for your paddle and your boat doesn't have one and you want something that's quiet, which, you know, we all utilize, we all try to be quiet when we're bass fishing Don't want to spook the fish. It, it works really well with that. So it's definitely quiet.
0: And would you say that this, cause I, I own two of them as well and I use it for pretty much the same thing you do. I leave it right in front of me. I just think you use yours a little more than I do. Yeah. Uh, I always catch myself still leaving the paddle on my lap just by habit but I sometimes do need it. And would you say, because if we're recommending it to somebody, you know, there is also the option to, most people think of mounting, especially if they're new into kayaking, mounting the the paddle, getting it out of the way, just putting it on the side. Yeah. I think there's a way, I know that you can turn them because they go on the gear tracks. Would you say this is more for something you're going to lay it uh, vertical? Let's see. Yeah,
1: vertical to the boat. As opposed to like horizontal, like yeah. a long par- parallel with your boat. Yeah. Um, like to be honest, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. Um, parallel with the boat if it was if you were able to make it at an angle. Um, but like if you were if you had the op like the way my boat's set up with all the because uh, I have like an anchor trolley system. And a anchor wizard, and I also on the other side I have a dog leash style anchor system to do a drag chain like in a river. Yeah. So with this is why I've always kind of kept with the style where I laid directly across the boat is because of those those ropes that that paddle would just be in the way in a sense of trying to pull up an anchor. So that's that's the main reason why I've never kind of utilized that. Um other than that, I mean if you were able to, if you had like a gear track kind of behind you or something like that, I wouldn't like it both of them being on the same gear track. I think it would be too close together. I mean those our paddles are pretty long, so yep. but I I would recommend that if you're gonna do it you utilize one where you're sliding your paddle up underneath the front, um, you know, on your hatch. Yeah. Or Or you're gonna lay it across Um, I don't think it would be a good system have where it's in your gear tracks and it's running parallel with you
0: if you have the QC HD you have a pretty good paddle mounting system on the side anyways because it's essentially silent it's it's silent as you want to put down your paddle because it's just it's got the bungee cords that just strap over top of it it's not a taco clip it's not any anything you need to mount Um, so that's a good thing I don't know any other boats that have that um, I don't know if you know of any, but the only one I've experienced is that puce HD that's got the bungee cords that just pull right over it. So yeah. It makes it a very stealthy option for putting your paddle down if you're not going to yeah. have
1: some grips. The only thing I don't like about that is you'd have to unstrap it then. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if, like I utilize that thing more, I tend to do what you do too. I tend to lay my paddle in my lap a lot. But when I stand, it goes automatically in a roto grip, and so that because it's right there in front of me, it's just I can reach down and grab it right there. I don't have to go to the side, worry about unstrapping it or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah those roto grips are
0: nice. Those those are very popular. That's definitely a very successful product for them. I can yeah. see myself owning them. I guess until something new and improved has come out. I don't know anything that that competes with the
1: roto bread yeah i mean there's some products out there but i think that's probably going to be one of your best bets just because it's it's relatively quiet man it's it's uh surprisingly quiet to be honest and it's and it's easy like it feels secure i mean it can you can obviously bump bump it out of there Mm -hmm. but like if you're not getting up in the trees or you know rubbing up against the bank it stays there it doesn't you know I've never hit waves, you know, where I'm rocking back and forth and it's popped out. Now, I I that's not true. I've hit I've had enough wave action to where the paddle hits, it dips in the water and pops out one side, but I haven't lost it like completely where it starts free flowing everywhere, so Right on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. You know what, what you got for us? What's your favorite
0: uh, well, the product that I picked, and this is this is something that I really enjoy using, it's very practical, uh, <clears throat> fairly cheap, again, made in the USA. Uh, it's the Boomerang Snips, for those of you familiar with it. You know what the Boomerang Snips are. You probably feel the same way about it as I do, at least I'm hoping. <clears throat> but for those of you that don't, Give you a little background about Boomerang, anyways, since it's like a history lesson today. Uh, they've been around for 65 years. The, the company itself. They are located in Southern California. It's American engineered and American made. They have a variety of snips from saltwater and freshwater. Um, it's a retractable. The retractor is called the Zinger. And That's primarily the the. Uh, Noise it makes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess they could make a little bit of a zing if you're not careful with it, but it's primarily what they what they operate on. Most of their stuff is off of these zinger retractors, so it kind of ties into the product that we reviewed from Gearkeeper. Right. Uh, they also provide pliers, tethers, forceps. They have a similar return policy, 30-day return policy, and a one-year warranty. So take it back a little bit i have tried a couple products out there's one in particular that i tried out and it's called line cutters this is when i was looking for the easiest option to i guess i was also looking for a cool option to cut mm-hmm. my line and i quickly realized that that's not the way to go i wanted to the way to go with that is practical you need to be quick when you are tying. Uh, lures on you need to be quick snipping the tag ends, and it's all about getting back out there in the water i did order line cutters at one point that's a very particular i'm not going to dog the product because i bought one at one point but it's a very particular uh, scenario in which that is to be used if you're not familiar with line cutters it was a ring that had a low color, low profile blade on it that you could just yeah. slide the line in and it would cut anything. The only problem was it took a little bit of effort to get close. You know, we like to cut as close as possible and just leave a little bit of tag in. Yeah. It was hard without, first of all, doing it with one hand is hard because the blade is on one hand and you're using your hand to just stay still. Um, but then to get that tag in, in there and get it as close as possible took a little bit. Yeah, I quickly was uh, came across the boomerang snips, which clips to a vest. Uh, most people will do it that way. It again, it has that zinger retractor, so it, you can just pull it off of your vest, and it should retract right back up. Uh, it will cut. It, it kind of looks like a figure a it's curvy and then rounded and then up it's got very small snips unless you get some of the, the other versions they have longer snips for different different purposes but the one you're typically going to see hanging up at bass pro shop cabela's wherever it may be is the one with the tiny tiny snips they're not sharp you can it's got uh, where it's curved in Is where it's a very comfortable grip in your hands. It's very natural to, to the hand and how you're going to hold something. Uh, Yeah. uh, Basically, the whole sides have uh, buttons that, when you when you squeeze, it makes the the snips cut whatever it is, and it will cut right through braid. I mean, I've never had any problems. It's not a sharp blade, but whatever whatever patent they have on it and the way it's designed just cuts cuts through any type of line that you need. I've even used it to snip skirts on jigs. I've used it to cut into baits that I needed to shorten. Right. It's a great product. It's never gonna cut you. Uh, it's not too bulky to keep on your life vest, if that's where you want to keep it. It's about 15 bucks. And I love it. Like I said, it's other than using the kayak, which you use the majority of the time a paddle, you use the second most, or, or you could argue that and say a fish finder after that. Yeah. It's, it's these, these, uh, line cutter tools. Only thing yeah. I don't like about it is that the retractor hasn't broken just yet, but it has a very, very thin line. Yeah. So thin it's comparable to my fishing line. Yeah. See, over time, when it retracts back up and you're pulling it down, and you're not doing that a whole lot, you know, just whenever you need to snip a tag end off, but since it's a black line, I can see where all the frays are at. Yeah, where where it's starting to weaken. And even though I'm not one to, once I have it on me and I'm I already have the product, I'm not one to sit there and play with it. That's just gonna put more wear and tear and lessen the life of it. But right. I, I, I'm convinced it's going to break at some point and they make it to where their zinger retractor is internal so i would either have to open it up and if they had a replacement for it do it that way or try to rig something up or i just have to buy a completely new Um, there's no hole i can't just attach it to one of these gear keepers which is like i wanted to do right you have to either the whole thing which i don't want to do that if, it, if it's working just fine and it's a functional product and it's just missing the retractor i don't want to have to buy a whole new and i like to keep it on my vest so i don't want to switch the way that i'm using it up and say just put it in my pocket i guess i could put it inside of my life vest i would consider that right it's nice to have it right there right now dangling not too much just Right there, handy. Snip what I need off, and it just retract right back up. So the only complaint I have about it, it's been phenomenal. I've had it for a few years. Obviously, sharp as sharp as it's gonna need to be for cutting lines still. Yeah. But very reliable. Only flaw is that retractor.
1: Right. I have the I have one also by you know, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of it as well. I utilized you using just a pair of, you know, nail clippers for a long time. And that got to be too big of a pain because uh, I would always buy, like, cheap ones. And halfway through the season, it would just fall apart on me. And so eventually, I decided to get a pair of those as well. Or, you know, and I have mine on my vest as well. I haven't really looked at the threading of it to notice phrase. Um, okay. I am sure probably there is just cause like you said, it's, it is a very thin line. Um, the one kind of thing that I've started noticing this year is that when I'm utilizing it now, the way I tend to hold them, I tend to only push like one, one of the, the buttons, you know how it kind of operates with two. Yes. And, and like it almost, it locks it. It's kind of weird. Because I'll go back to utilizing it. I'm like, what's wrong with these things, you know? Right. And so that's kind of on me. It's just I think it's the way I'm holding it in my hand that I'm only pressing one side of it as opposed to both of them. Um, I love mine, though, man. Those things do cut. They cut through braids super easy. They cut through, you know, if you're running thick mono or, you know. Foro or something that cuts to them flawlessly um it's really nice like you said you could get really close you know you can make good tag cuts i mean I, I don't cut as close as i can to the knot by any means i know some people that do i just think that kind of you run the risk of nicking that knot and yeah, you want to leave just, a
0: little little leave a little bit on there
1: yeah i mean i've se- i've seen people talk about you know show their knots online and it's like dude, you really cut that close, that knot. to me. I would just, I'd be afraid (laughs) to just, you know, it wouldn't take much, especially with something that cuts that line that easy. You could nick that line and it doesn't really show, you know, and so, but, but the product is pretty awesome. Uh, I recommend anybody to get one. I mean, the fact that you've gotten two or three years of use out of a $15, you know, pair of snips, it sounds like a lot of money, but heck man, everything costs a lot at this point. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Um. I think it's worth the investment. You know, I. I'm probably gonna go get a couple of them probably. Here in the near future, just to have as backups. You know.
0: Yep. So good job, Boomerang. With that, I believe that's yeah. Naming the company Boomerang is their entire company. Um, especially for American-made products. Fifteen bucks, like you said. Not not a big investment at all, especially if you're diving deep into this kayak fishing game that we're all diving deep into right now. <clears throat> Roto grips are a good price as well. Those are $15 a piece. Highly recommend having those on your kayak.
1: Anything else we need to add? Nah, man, I think that'd be it. Good episode.
0: You guys have any questions for us? You guys have any suggestions? Don't be afraid to email us. Paddle and fin the letter N at gmail.com leave us some comments we'd appreciate it give us a good rating on Apple Uh, if you can give a rating on Spotify I'm not sure if you can do that Spotify please do we would appreciate it shout out to our sponsors Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers Southern Lake Co Fish Mob Lures
1: Uh, help me out here who am I missing uh loveland canoe and kayak absolutely did you get hammered lures hammered lures eric
0: with the recycled plastics program don't forget about that
1: yeah we always have the address if you guys want to check out you send your uh your used plastic lures he melts them down and he donates them to heroes in the water um it's a really awesome program man so You know, just save up those uh, lures, put them in a box, and ship them over to Eric, and he'll make new plastics out of them. Um, And we always we have his address information also on the uh, the website as well. And then we got uh, Fish Mob. You said Fish Mob, Southern Lake Co. um, You know. uh, Yeah, But yeah, well, uh, one of the other things that Br- uh, Brian and I talked about, we wanted to get you guys involved more too. So when we do these product reviews, if you guys are familiar with these products, after Justin and I's podcast drops, please jump on the website because usually we tag what, you know, what we're going to be talking about. So what we would like everybody to do is to give their input, their feedback, their reviews on these products as well. So feel free to jump on Facebook. And throw up your own little review, you know, so, um, you know, it helps those companies get exposure. You know, if you if you hear that we have a negative about something and you have a, a a con or not a con, but a pro for it and you might have a a way to alleviate that issue, feel free to share that with us. That's what we're here for, man. We We're not here about trying to, you know, Score free gear or anything like that. We all have experiences with certain things that we like or disliked, and we want to share that with people. So either A, they know whether to invest some money into it, or B, not to. So, but if say if Justin had an issue with the roto grips, like you know Jay and I talked about, and Jay talked about how he fixed those those little pins by melting them down and flattening it, so that way the wheel it didn't want to slide out. That's the kind of stuff we could share because. You know that took some time for that to occur, and if you don't want to spend some money on new rotor grips, that's something you can fix real quick. We'd love to hear about stuff like that. So,
0: yep, we're here to here help you. you. We, uh, if you're something you're hesitant to pull the trigger on, we would love to help you out with that. We're always trying something new to give yeah. you uh, best opinion to help you outfit your game. So, yeah, if that's all you have. Let's uh, call this one. Uh, Until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling. succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest
1: tune in to west marines life on the water presented by Costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv i'm will cooper host of hunt stands make your mark podcast if you haven't already download the free
0: waypoint tv app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from hunt stand presents anywhere anytime and on any device